0: Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. It's a week about wealth here at The Takeaway, and you've been telling me all about whether you have it or you don't. Today, we turn our focus towards the role that wages play in that equation, and more specifically, why so many Americans haven't gotten a real raise in what seems like forever. Stagnant wages mean no matter how hard you work, you still can't catch up. You can't save. Democratic Representative Ro Khanna is new on the scene in Congress, and he was elected in 2016 to serve California's 17th district. He's pushing for a bill that would increase the earned income tax credit, which he says would put more money in your pocket.
1: Well, the earned income tax credit is a raise for ordinary uh, working Americans. Any family making under $75,000 a year would, under this proposal, get a refund at the end of the year up to $10,000. It would be a pay raise for nurses, teachers, firefighters, machinists, drywallers, uh, people who are in the uh, middle class or working Americans and the idea is, it would make up for the stagnation of wages for the fifty uh, percent of American workers whose wages have stagnated since 1980.
0: And the Earned Income Tax Credit isn't a new tax credit. So, are you just? Would your proposal basically expand and increase the amount of money that people would get as a result of being eligible for this?
1: Exactly, the Earned Income Tax Credit is actually a was a conservative idea. It was an idea proposed by Milton Friedman and had support of economists both conservative and liberal economists. And currently, it is uh, one of the most successful programs of the government, and it helps uh, the working poor, the people who are probably up making up to thirty, dollars $35,000 qualify for the earned income tax credit. And it does two things. It's pro-work because it gets more people uh, joining the labor force, and it gets more employers hiring because the employers know that, Uh, their employee is going to get a wage supplement.
0: Now, the question is, I mean, I'm I'm sure, you know, for a family that's making $75,000 a year, a tax credit of $10,000 is significant. But... Wouldn't it also be significant if Americans across the board got a wage increase? Um, I think there are still people who are fighting for $15 an hour. Uh, It just seems, as you mentioned earlier, this is one solution to wage stagnation. But how do we move past that? This just seems like it's one solution to a bigger problem.
1: You're absolutely right. In fact, I would argue it has to be coupled with a $15 minimum wage increase. Otherwise, if you just have an earned income tax credit, without a minimum wage uh, increase, then some of the earned income tax credit uh, could go to the employer because the employer will say, okay, this uh, employee is getting a, a wage subsidy from the government. Uh, I don't need to pay them as much. And the most successful earned income tax credits are combined with increasing the minimum wage. That ensures that it is the really the worker that is benefiting from Uh, the Earned Income Tax Credit.
0: If you're just joining us, I'm Tanzina Vega, and I'm talking with Representative Ro Khanna, who represents Silicon Valley. Now, uh, your district, Representative Khanna, is the California 17th district, and the median household income in your district is $99,500, which is very high. I would consider that upper middle class, perhaps, and above, considering the rest of the country is about at $53,000 nationally. Um, why do you think people would trust you as a champion of these issues? I mean, Silicon Valley isn't exactly the rest of the country.
1: Well, you're absolutely right that uh, my district, we have Apple, Google, Intel, Yahoo. It's the hotbed of innovation uh, and uh, has uh, produced a a considerable amount of uh, uh, wealth for uh, the area, for the country. But we also have great income disparity. It's why I Uh, decided to introduce this bill. I have in my district, there are teachers and nurses and uh, firefighters and machinists who can't afford to live in my district. And the biggest issue I get asked at at town halls is, uh, how do I uh, afford to buy a house? How do I afford rent? How do I afford college for my kids? Uh, So when people come to the district, they will see uh, the same income inequality Uh, in my uh, community uh, as they do in other parts of the country.
0: And there's another group of people I think we need to talk about, those who aren't working at all. Um, There are people who have been out of work for quite some time. Is this a sort of universal basic income? Uh, Where do people who are unemployed fall in?
1: It's not a universal basic income, so it does not uh, cover people who are not working. But I separately am working on a jobs plan, uh, and the jobs plan would provide a employment subsidy for anyone who has been out of work for up to uh, 90 days. Uh, the government would subsidize 120% of their wages and help them get started for up to 18 months in a job and help them get a credential so that when you have structural unemployment, people who have been out of the workforce and aren't being able to get a job, uh, you can get them back into the labor force.
0: You know, I think a lot of times when we talk about things like this tax credit, uh, those people, you know, those who might be against it would say this is uh, welfare. These are, you know, this is not something that they might benefit from. Is there an indirect impact to those who aren't even eligible for the Earned Income Tax Credit um, when? people are actually receiving this credit? Like, is there a larger impact in wealthier communities and society, um, even if you're not getting this tax credit yourself?
1: Sure. Well, I want to make it clear that this is not, I would not say this is welfare at all, because this is going to working Americans who have been working hard, whose hours of work have increased, but whose pay has not gone up since 1980. And so there are a number of people who You know, if you happen to be a tech executive, if you happen to be working on Wall Street, if you happen to be working in the pharmaceutical industry, you've gotten a huge raise. And I'm not disparaging that. It could be through their hard work and through their uh, entrepreneurship. But there are a large number of Americans who are working equally hard, who have not gotten a raise, and this would give them a raise. And the benefit is not just to those Americans who deserve a raise. The benefit is to our economic growth. McKinsey and Bain... Both have done studies that show that the single biggest challenge to America's economic growth in the future is our income inequality. And the reason is very simple. You need people to buy the things that companies make. And we if we don't have a strong middle class, if we don't have a strong consumer demand, as an economist may put it, then you are not going to have GDP growth. And so it is in our interest to have people have a strong uh, middle-class life so that they can buy products. Uh, Henry Ford recognized this uh, back in the early 1900s, uh, and that's really what's propelled America's economy.
0: Representative Khanna, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation. Looks like a lot to uh, to unpack.
1: Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it.